This is Bill Woodson, host of Making a Better New, a podcast from New College of Florida. Please stay tuned for a special bonus episode from our friends and the faculty of Spanish language and literature at New College and the Latine students of New College. It's called Gringolandia. A little bit of insight into our community members. I think you'll enjoy it. Bienvenidos to Gringolandia Chats, the show where we discuss all about the Latinx experiences here at New College of Florida and beyond. I'm your host, Soy Su Anfitriona, Liz Mena. Welcome to the very first episode of Gringolandia. We're at a time where labels, terms, and pronouns are playing a huge role in identity. Yet, more specifically, we're seeing various groups of different identities use these labels as a way to carve their own space in society, whether it's to empower themselves or the people who share in the same community as them. Today, we're joined by students from New College of Florida, and we'll be taking a deep dive into the discussion of what labels mean in our community. We will hear about what terms like Hispanic, Latino, Latina, and Latinx mean to them. The term Hispanic was institutionalized during the 1980 census. It was created as a way to gather people of various origins around a single term and identity that simultaneously set them apart from white. Although the term Hispanic unifies around 50.5 million people who live in the U.S., the word has faced vast criticism. Part of this is due to its colonial ties to Spanish colonizers and speakers, which excludes communities from Brazil and the Caribbean, who are non-Spanish speakers, as well as those communities in Spanish America that only speak in dialect. On the other hand, it includes people from Spain who speak Spanish, but who are not part of Latin American ancestry. Hispanic, however, includes those who have a close relationship to cultures and countries from Central and South America, as well as the Caribbean, that use the Spanish language. Let's hear from Lucas, one of our novos who prefers the term Hispanic. Um, I am uh, Argentinian. Uh, my family is, at least. I was born and raised in Boca Raton, Florida, and so I am first-generation American. A very interesting experience. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I, I always uh, thought of myself as Hispanic um, because, like, honestly, I've never really known the difference between all the terms. Um, you know, I think just Hispanic sounds like, I don't know, the most professional. In like Southern Florida, you know, you typically don't use like an accent. And I don't like to say like Spanish words uh, unless they're with an accent typically. So like Latino and Latina is weird to me. It's like it's Latino or Latina. But it's, it's an interesting thing really because my family kind of took like a stop in Argentina Okay. Um, but it, it hasn't been there for very long. So I'm kind of Hispanic, okay. I guess. It, it's, an, it, it's weird. The term Latino, short for Latinoamericano, can be traced back to a poem written by the Colombian diplomat and writer Jose Maria Torres Caicedo, according to Professor Ramon Gutierrez from U Chicago. In Caicedo's 1857 poem, Las Dos Américas, The Two Americas, the first use of the term Latinoamérica is exhibited. Here he uses the term as a call for unity to Spanish-speaking countries in a rather belligerent reaction to the invasive policies of the Anglo-Saxon people from the U.S. in those territories. Gabby, who is Colombian-American, and Annabelle, who is Cuban-American, feel more comfortable with the term Latina. These are some of their thoughts. So I usually will say that I'm Latina, but if it's not to 
non-Hispanic community. So I usually say Latina around my family, around others who I consider Latinx or who consider themselves Latinx. And I'll use Hispanic for non-Hispanic communities, usually or like academic circumstances. Um, but usually I feel comfortable saying Latina. I haven't gotten comfortable enough to use Latinx and I'm not sure why. Personally, I feel more comfortable using Latina because I feel like, I don't know, it's closer to my identity and like who I am. But in most circumstances, I find myself a lot using Hispanic because I feel like it's just easier for people to understand. I'm not used to hearing other Latinos saying I'm Hispanic because it's like we kind of already know. Um, but as for the boundary, I feel people should be able to be free to use whichever they identify with and whichever they want to describe themselves as. I really hadn't used the term Latinx or heard it um, until I came to college. And I was talking to my friend and they had like a, a Hispanic Latinx meeting. And we were just like, we're both Cuban. <laughs> and we were like, are we Latinx? Like, what does Latinx mean? Like, we don't even know what it means. Um, so I do feel it's something particular to the United States. Like, if I go and use Latinx in Cuba, like, people are going to be lost. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the history of the term. I don't know how it came about. I don't know what the X is supposed to represent. Because, see, like, there's a lot of confusion there. And, like, calling myself that, I just, I feel uncomfortable with it right now. Because I'm not sure really what it means. Yeah. I personally just identify as Latina, but, you know, growing up, my mom would say Hispanic, Latina, Latino. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite open and flexible, but I personally do identify as Latina. Coming on to new college, um, I'd never even heard of Latinx before, but um, being here, I definitely use Latinx way more than I would with, like, my Latin American family or with other people uh, in general. So when I'm at new college, I probably use Latinx the most. I feel like Latinx is slowly becoming my default just because I use it so much here. It's not even a comfort thing. Like I feel like it's like become this sort of, you know, gut reaction because I'm, you know, trying to be aware of other people's uh, perception of the word. So I've been using Latinx kind of more and more and it's coming more and more natural, not not because like I love the word, but just since I'm using it so often here. The term Latinx is the newest addition to the repertory that defines Latin American descendants in the US. This comes as a clear attempt to remove the implicit male bias commonly found in the Spanish language. According to scholar David Bowles from the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, there is no clear evidence of the origin of this term. Some say it came from the attempts of queer Latinx folks in the U.S. to feel included by removing the gender in the word. Some say that the X was meant to cancel the ending of the word, but never really meant to be pronounced. As an alternative, the ending S, that is the letters ES, as in todes or personas, has gained popularity among younger communities who have strived to make Spanish a gender-neutral language. Becca is a Cuban-American student who finds solidarity in the use of Latinx. Let's hear why. My mom's family is Cuban. So I got the Cuban on that side. And then my dad's family is like New England white is what I tell people. I was raised in Miami. Um, personally, I would usually say I'm like Latinx. It just feels more comfortable for me than, than anything else. Yeah, I feel like I don't usually like I don't usually say that to people like 
I feel like people just kind of read me how they're going to read me and like don't usually ask too many questions and like if anyone really presses me I'm like I got the Cuban over here like (laughs) (laughs) my grandparents and my mom too feel very strongly about identifying as Hispanic because the connection to Spain is very important to them Mm. and I think it's like it was actually like my grandfather's grandfather was born in Spain and he migrated to Cuba so they feel very strong about that connection. I feel like Latinx is like more of a like solidarity thing and like the connection to Spain like I will acknowledge it because definitely like privilege comes with that like my light skin and stuff like that but Latinx feels more like something that's like about building solidarity and I know a lot of people reject the Hispanic term because Mm. of the connection to Spain and they're like we don't want that tie like they came here and they colonized us so cool um so going back to like how you were saying like this idea of um sometimes not associating a particular person based on how they look um in terms of of all these identity terms, right? Do you think the term Latinx is whitewashed? Yes, this is a hard question. And I feel like I also want to preface it where, um, you know, I am someone who's cis and um, I have always very much been in the lane of like, if somebody asks me to call them something, I got to call them that. Like, that's totally fine. No worries. But when it comes to the term Latinx, I just do think the history of it is is whitewashed and is very, very American. And um, I can still respect that someone would want to be called that or referred to that, and that's totally okay. But I I personally do see it as a whitewashed term. I mean, if you talk to Latin Americans, I think Pew Researcher even did a study about, like, how many Latin Americans even know what Latinx means. And it's, like, minuscule. And even in Spanish, I mean... You know, we don't put the the X at the end of words. It's just a very whitewashed English-American word. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't work for everyone. But it just does mean that, like, in the Spanish language, we have to be aware that that's not something that, you know, is going to carry the exact same weight as perhaps a different gender-neutral term. I've known people to start using Latin A with an E um, just so it fits in the Spanish language a little bit easier. But... Yeah, I I do think it's kind of whitewashed. (laughs) Lastly, there is also a tendency of Latin American descendants to simply refer to themselves by their country of origin. This completely avoids the generalization of Latino or Latina and offers a more geographical specification to identity. Let's hear from Babs, who is Brazilian, and Omar, who is Dominican, who prefer to use their nationalities. Um, so I identify as Brazilian, um, just because the whole Latino, Latina is a very generic description Mm -hmm. and like, it doesn't really explain a lot. I just would say Brazilian is just such a, such a broad term in itself because Mm -hmm. the country itself is so, uh, vast and so many different like races and ethnicities within that so I just like to go as like Brazilian it's hard to tell like I don't ask them do you know what the Dominican Republic is yeah I'm from that like a lot of people just don't know it's a small country or whatever normally like if I don't know the person or they're like American you know they're like 
gringos and whatever, I say like, yeah, I'm Latino, haha, <laughs> you know. I'm much more comfortable with Dominican just because I feel like Latino is like, like you say, it's like a huge term, so it can mean so many different things. And I feel like Dominican is a little bit more specific. Although even like two different people could say they're Dominican and, and the experiences that they would have is incredibly different if they come to the US or even within the Dominican Republic. So I don't think any term is like sufficiently specific to like actually express how like your particular position, your family or your socioeconomic context and stuff like that. It's, it's very hard to like capture that in one term. So that's why like I'm low-key not comfortable with any of them. You know, if I'm able to say like, oh, I'm Dominican from the capital, et cetera, et cetera, like that, you know, that's a little bit more specific. Also, a lot of the times it, it doesn't happen. Like people don't ask me where I'm from because when they meet me, obviously I have, I have I'm white. So, and I also don't speak with a Latin accent or anything like that. So a lot of the times, like, I need to, it's, I low-key need to convince people that I'm Dominican. You know, like, when, one of my first interactions in New College was with um, this person who worked at Mets, and they were from Cuba. Um, and I told them I was Dominican, and they didn't believe me. They were like, no, you're not. I was like, what? That's crazy. I've never had that. Because I feel like I, a lot of the people, maybe, that people are, like, think about when they think Dominican in the U.S. means, like, normally people who, like, people of color, you know, like, darker-skinned people and stuff like that. That's, I mean, that's the only explanation I would have for that, the fact that that person, you know, they just couldn't believe I was Dominican. Or I get, uh, or people think I'm Cuban, which I guess the image is, like, Cubans are just generally more white, although it's equally, like, a black country anyway, so... Um, yeah, it's just very confusing in general. I feel like a lot of people get asked if they look like mixed or like you know ethnic or whatever that means. Like they get asked, oh, what are like what are you? You know, like what like where are you from? Um, but it's different. It's definitely different for for different people. There is ultimately no wrong or right way to identify as Latinx. Perhaps learning the origins of some of these terms can help with understanding the words we so often use to connect with our overall Latin American culture. It's also important to note that Hispanic, Latino, Latina, and Latinx have different meanings and interpretations for every Latin American individual. This seemingly lack of structure or standard definition can serve us as an advantage as it allows us to use these terms in the ways that best fit who we are or how we want to identify within our community. Whether it's for solidarity, empowerment, comfortability, or simply to celebrate our nationalities. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to tune into our next one. We'll be discussing the immigration stories of first-generation Latinx Americans born here and abroad. This podcast is produced by faculty members Dr. Jose Martinez and Dr. Hugo Viera Vargas. I'm your host, Ito Anfitriona, Liz Mena. Hasta la próxima. So Making a Better New is a podcast concept that came from the Committee on Campus Climate and Culture at the New College of Florida. We call the committee the 4C. The podcast was created to bring the microphone to members of the community that don't always get heard and to model having real talk and challenge each other while remaining respectful.